After Moshe Rabbeinu instructed Kal Yisrael regarding the Mishkan, after the meeting adjourned, the Pasik says, Vayetsu Kaladas Bene Yisrael, Kal Yisrael left Milifne Moshe, from before the presence of Moshe. So these last two words, Milifne Moshe, seem superfluous. If they were speaking to Moshe and they went away, they obviously were no longer before him. So I once saw a powerful idea in the name of Rabbi Elielapian. He says, Even after the Yidin left Moshe and were no longer in his physical presence, they still felt as if they were still standing before Moshe. They still felt his radiance and his influence even after they left him. And that is perhaps what inspired the Yidin to complete the Mishkan. There's an incredible Gemara, Mesechtes Erevan. Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, also known as Rabbeinu HaKadosh, was one of the greatest Tanaim in Jewish history. He personified Torah Gdula B'Makam Echad. Throughout Shas, he's simply known as Rabbi, the redactor of the Mishnah. The Gemara says they asked Rabbi, How did you achieve greatness? And he says, You know why I'm greater than my colleagues? Because I once saw the back of the great Tana Rebmeir, had I seen the face of Rebmeir, I would have been even greater. I once heard a beautiful interpretation of this Gemara. Rebmeir was from the early Tanaim. Rebbeinu HaKadosh was one of the last Tanaim. There was a whole generation of Tanaim between them. Rebmeir was already elderly when Rebbe had this chus to see him. Rebbe said, You know why I'm greater than my friends? Because I saw a choyer of Meir. I saw the tail end of the previous generation. I saw an early Tana. I got to see a godl from the free Digadar. He said, Being exposed to the previous generation made such an indelible impression on me that it inspired me to rise to such great heights to become Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Growing up in the 70s and 80s, we at least saw a Bonham that were from a previous generation. We saw a Satmar Rebbe, a Matazdar a Tzelem Rebbe, a Sklener Rebbe, a Klosenberg Rebbe. We saw a Moshe, a Biakov, the Stipler gun. We saw a Bonham from the Alterheim. We saw Tzaddikim that went through the war. Therefore, our generation is different. We have the image of these holy Tzaddikim from the previous generation ingrained in our minds. The new generation, our children, they never saw a choyer mayor. They will never have the privilege to see the face of tzaddikim of an older generation. Chazal say, Ein We can talk to our children and grandchildren and tell them stories about these tzaddikim, but it can never have the same impact as seeing them firsthand. This brings to mind a beautiful idea from Rav Hotner. But the tragic episode of the Egel Hashem tells Moshe, Lech Reid, Kishiches Amcha. You better get down there. Saru Mahar Menaderach. Klal Yisrael astray. They're worshipping an Egel. And Moshe descends the mountain. And the Pasik says, Vayaras Egel. He sees the golden calf and he throws down the Luchas. And the question is, why did he wait until he actually saw the eagle to break the luchas? What better proof did he need? The Rabbanish Loyalim himself told him the Jews made an eagle. Can there be any doubt in his mind that Kal Yisrael actually created an eagle? So why didn't he shatter them right when Hashem told him this terrible news? Says Rav Hotner, It is human nature that what a person sees makes a much greater impression on them than what they hear. Even if you heard it from the Rabbi Nishloilam himself. 
We know, for example, that if someone hears of a tragedy or Chaman and they read about it, it makes an impression on them. But if someone sees the calamity firsthand, then it has a much greater impact on them. Moshe had no doubt that Kal Yisrael created the Nagel because Hashem told him so. But that didn't prompt him to break the Luchas. But when he descended the mountain and witnessed the eagle himself, he became so distraught that he smashed the luchas. There's a fascinating Gemara, Masech Rosh Hashanah. It says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show Moshe Rabbeinu how the Yidin should pray when they needed atonement. Were it not explicitly written, it would be impossible to say this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wrapped himself in a talus like a shliach tzibur. And he showed Moshe the structure of tefillah. Hashem said to Moshe, Whenever the Jewish people sin, Let them imitate this procedure. The shliach tzibur should wrap himself in a talus and publicly recite the yud gimel mido shel rachmem, the 13 attributes of mercy. And if they do that, I will forgive them. But why did Hashem have to demonstrate it to Moshe Rabbeinu? The Rabbeinu Shalem could have conveyed the secret formula to Moshe verbally. Why did he have to show it to him? And it's the same idea. When you see a clear image in front of you, it makes a greater impression. If you want your message to endure, it has to be demonstrated. If we want to influence our children to follow us on the proper path, it's not enough to verbalize. It's not enough to implore our children and grandchildren to do better. We need to lead by example so they can emulate our teachings. Hashem is teaching us that words don't have enough of an impact. He didn't communicate it to Moshe verbally. Hashem wrapped himself in a talus and demonstrated it to Moshe Rabbeinu. If we want our teachings to resonate, we need to lay down the groundwork for them and demonstrate it first by putting those traits on display for them to see that we are being sincere with our message. And if we lead by example then we can be assured they will follow right behind. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.